Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Layton. Hello, Dan. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you very much. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? Uh, yes. I've got an exciting weekend uh, oh, ahead of me. It's a, a birthday. It, it is a birthday. Not mine. Not yours. Not my wife's. Not your wife's. But my child. Your child is a whole year old. My child is a whole year old. How so. does that make you feel? Um... I, don't, I haven't quite thought about it in that aspect yeah. you know, of like how it makes me feel. Well, um, I'm here to bring you the existential <laughs> crisis of your literal child being a whole year old. Yeah, and, and she is now a whole year old. Mm. There's been a whole year. Since you've been a father. Yeah. Since you've been DAD. Yeah, well, I mean, because I, I went to Sydney World fairly recently to go see Clerks 3. Oh, you did? Yes, I saw you tweet about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I went to go see it at the uh, the O2, Sydney mm-hmm. uh, World, and had a great time watching it. Yeah. Uh, because it speaks to me. Yeah. It is a film that is made pretty much for me and other fans of, of Clerks and stuff. Producer Rich has just put his fingers in his ears because he doesn't want to <laughs> hear anything about the movie. I'm not going to go into spoilers, don't worry. Um, but there was a moment in it where I nearly burst into tears because there was something that was like very like personal to me and, and what happened one, almost one year ago right. that was quite close to happening and I was just like, oh my God, it could have been a totally different life. Mm. Very, very, oh, God, very I big. love it when a, when a movie like that really affects you and is like yeah I, Rich took his fingers out of his ears so I yeah. decided to stop my sentence immediately <laughs> okay. um, Haven here has written in the comments Dan Layton you're my ticket to paradise oh yes and I'll print that and send it to all the people who've rejected me and Adam Nicholson <laughs> said that you are Dan lovely <laughs> so, I'm glad that one worked that one was a little a little moment there it was so easy yeah, I mean, everyone... It was right there for me. I know, and everyone is very, very complimentary of you. Uh, well, as Kayla Endeavour was with my shirt. That's, uh, that's actually coming up later it on is. in this episode. Yeah. Chatting with uh, Kayla Endeavour. Kayla Endeavour and Ol Parker, the director, who also directed Mamma Mia, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. He was very pleased with me because I was very nice to him and I a little bit was like, cast me in a movie ever. <laughs> but I decided to be professional and not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes that doesn't work out for everyone, does it? Like, you should just shoot your shot. Well, I mean, this is it. I could only shoot my shot once that day. And, um, uh, oh, and you were... You were I was going to save it for Caleb Devo. <laughs> and then I didn't shoot that shot either. So you didn't shoot any of your shots? I shot zero shots. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. and that's why you landed none of them. Well, indeed. You miss every shot you don't that, take. Well, and I've heard that said somewhere before. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Smith used to say it a lot as well. Well, there you go. a Wayne Gretzky thing. A Wayne Gretzky thing? Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. That's a very, very niche <laughs> reference to, to one episode of Friends one person said one time not even a character who had any other lines but that is buried in my brain yeah wayne gretzky anyway let's get into the show <laughs> itself uh we're going to be talking about don't worry darling which i feel should have a comma it does is it does it yeah i thought it was just Check three words look at that poster oh, well i'm going to go to cineworld.co.uk actually Please. You know. but anyway uh let's find out what we thought of the movie here's the show Here's the thing. Let's get into it immediately. Florence Pugh is, as far as I'm concerned, the Meryl Streep of this generation. She is one of the finest actors, I think, working today. Have you seen Lady Macbeth? Mm. 
incredible. Midsummer, incredible. Uh, even even in the Marvel movies, in the, the Marvel MCU now, she is playing that role with a plum. She's really bringing a, a little flavour to it and something really interesting. And understandably, Gen Z have very much taken to her and gone, she is our champion. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Captain, my captain with Florence Pugh. Little Women, unbelievable. Midsummer, I would say, is hereditary, but actually good. <laughs> <laughs> actually worthy of the praise that it got. Well, and, and, it, and it became this, this cultural sort of moment in no small part due to Florence Pugh's performance. She was so, so incredible in this. And that's what brings us to Don't Worry Darling, which is that Florence Pugh is the movie. It is all about her. It is her, she is the center of it. She is what drives it. She is what lifts it. Her performance is so consummate and unbelievably tight. It's so good. She's just wonderful. And and it's, a, it's an incredible movie in terms of uh, the things that it has to say. It's asking so many questions. It's really thinking a lot about uh, the, the things that are affecting us today, but looking at the prison in the 1950s with things about misogyny, about capitalism, lots of massive questions that are really being played with and unpacked in this kind of fascinating little dystopian, almost Stepford Wives. Yeah, Stepford Wives is like a really good example. It's a great, yeah. To sort of like compare the, the film against. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, it's a Stepford Wives. It's got shades of Get Out. It's got shades of uh, uh, How to Marry a Millionaire, like loads of different um, influences that you can see. And Olivia Wilde, who is star of the movie, but also the director, um, had an incredible uh, debut with Booksmart. Did you see Booksmart? Oh, I adored Booksmart. Linking to later on, starring Caitlin Dever of Ticket to Paradise, who I chatted to. It's all linked this week. It really so is. Uh, but it was, like it was a... This. It was a... Wow. Well, can you believe? It was a wonderful movie. Really exciting. A really different and fresh take, which is what led to this massive bidding war for Olivia Wilde's new movie, which was to become Don't Worry Darling, because people were so intrigued by this, you know, female director's... Uh, vision, her, the way she, her, the, the sort of, the lamp, why am I going with this? <laughs> the lamp with which she looks at things. That's a new uh, analogy for... And if I see <laughs> Mark Kermode using that in one of his reviews, I'll know that he stole it. The lamp with which she looks. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a really, really fun movie. It's really, I mean, and it's Harry Styles. You, you're yeah. a big, big fan of, of Harry. Love Harry Styles. Harry's, yeah. he's, he's a wonderful little chap. Um, it's also got Gemma Chan and, and Chris Pine. It's a great cast. It's a really good cast. What I, I quite like about the, now that Don't Worry Darling is here, and it's actually now ours and people are seeing it and we're getting reviews of it and everything like that, is that a lot of the, the chatter, the pre-chatter before the film had come out, because there's been quite a lot of drama. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, drama surrounding it and stuff. And I feel that now the film's actually here, a lot of that chatter has died off and we're now actually just sort of like, watching the final product mm. in an interesting way. Like I was talking in the office about this earlier because like, oh, one of my co-hosts was, uh, not your, this co-host, a different co-host. You have other friends. I have other friends, unfortunately, I'm afraid to say. This is not just my only gig. And um, he was saying that he wanted to go see it uh, on Friday. Yeah. But it sold out. Right. And then he was like, oh, so I'm booking tickets for Saturday and that was sold out. And it's mm -hmm. big. And then one of uh, you know, our social media manager was sort of about how like the, a lot of the sort of the, the drama and chatter around it is actually fueling people to go and see the movie and sort of see yeah. the, what the final outcome of it all has been. Well, it was all, always going to have that kind of draw anyway, because you have Harry Styles, because you have Florence Pugh, who are the darlings of this generation. Um, so then when you do, I think it would be a shame if, if people's opinions of the movie was peppered by yeah. the, the sort of gossip element of what's going on. If you like a little bit of scandal, you like a bit of drama in, in, your, in your marketing campaign, that's all fine. But go and see the movie mm -hmm. and, and appreciate it on its own level because without all of that, 
you know, it's still got a lot to say. It's still going to raise a lot of questions for you. And that, that for me is the best part of going to a movie is, is leaving the movie and talking about it and thinking about what, you know, the answers to these questions are. And plus, like, I have a flowchart when I go to decide when I watch a movie. And that flowchart is, is Florence Pugh in it? If it's yes, then yes, I'm going to go and see it. If it's no, it's like, well, go see something else. Right, okay. And, <laughs> but, like, you know, this one's got Florence Pugh in it. Big yes. Who, who I think is a captivating yeah. screen presence. Yeah, she's amazing. She's, she's, and she's just so nice. So, so nice. Yeah. Also out this week is the wide release of Moon Age Daydream, which we talked about last week, and quite excitingly, the re-release of Avatar, which is being shown in IMAX, IMAX 3D, 4DX, VIP, 3D, and regular old 2D. I'm very excited for this, because can I tell you a secret? What's that secret? I haven't seen Avatar. I find this shocking. Mm. So, spoilers, I already knew that. You, you told me that earlier. I told you, yeah. Yeah. I find it surprising because I just feel like Avatar was a movie that everybody saw when it came out, you know, a decade ago or I'm so. I'm ashamed to say that's why I didn't go and see it. <laughs> because I'm everyone. a vicious little <laughs> contrarian cretin. Like, I, I, it was, so I was at university when it came out. I was in the first year of my degree um, and it was everywhere. Everyone was talking that's about hell it. I am. And I just, do you know what I mean? It was 2009, and to, to think about when that was, that was like, what, 13 years ago? Yeah. yeah it's a lot. You, um, you at university. I was at university in my first year of my degree. Wisps on toast. I've been graduating <laughs> for a few years by that point. Um, but I found it, uh, it was this, it, I was awful. I was, I was this person being like, well, I won't go and see it then. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then by the time it was, you know, not the, the in thing anymore, I really wanted to see it at the cinema. <laughs> and it wasn't there. So I'm ecstatic that they are releasing it in, uh, in, in all the big formats. I can't wait to see it. The thing about this is it, it was designed for 3D. It was, mm. most of the movies got a 3D conversion at the time. This was very much the driving force in 3D cinema. So to get an IMAX 3D release, that sounds very exciting and I'd like to give it a little go. When I went to go see Avatar, Back in the day, because I, I did go and see it back in the day. Because you were a, a normal human. Because I'm a normal human being, yeah. and I went to go see it in 3D. I actually went because I wanted to tell my friends, this 3D lark ain't all it's cracked up to be. Because a lot of them had just been those conversions that sort of made everything yeah. look like South Park. Yeah. But this was a movie that I came out of it being like, oh, actually, that's really good. Maybe 3D is the future of but cinema. This is the thing is that so, it, it, with, it's, with any of these special formats, if the movie is designed to go along with them, if the movie, because they can seem a little bit intimidating. And I think I would understand if you were to say, I'm not sure, because that's why we always talk about when you get a, a, an opportunity to have no uplift or, or a special re-release or anything like that. It's an exciting way to go and experience these new special formats. Avatar was designed for 3D. The Final Destination was one of the first movies I saw in 3D. And it was so much fun because it was built with that technology in mind. The film was constructed with that technology in mind. So it really does elevate the work. And that's, you know, quite special. Do you know what? Here's a fun fact for you. Please. It's held up as the best uses of that 3D. Like, as a movie designed to be filmed in 3D. What's that? Jim Cameron's Avatar. Sounded. Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil Afterlife. Interesting. Because he filmed sections of that movie in 3D using the same like setup and everything that mm. Cameron used for Avatar. And Cameron himself was sort of about like, you know, raved about how great it looks in 3D. Mm. And in like sort of Sony's like offices and stuff where they've shown like, you know, the great examples of 3D. 
Resident Evil Afterlife is still used as like one of the pinnacle examples of great 3D in cinema. It's not that much of a shock, really, because I guess a horror movie that it is that kind of thing that is playing on the eerie and it draws you in, and it, and it's why Avatar works as well. Because it, I, mean, I I I assume having not seen it, but my understanding is that because it's this fantasy world, it allows you to sort of experience the whole thing it does make it a very immersive yeah. experience it really did actually like and it was one of those times where, you know, i saw it and i was like oh wow i really do feel like i'm in this world of, mm. of pandora and, and all this. i actually i actually haven't seen the movie since i saw it in 2009 mm. so i am like 13 years removed from previously seeing it so i think when i'm going to go watch it again i'm either going to go watch it in imax mm. or imax 3d because i you know, want to see it in the 3d the 4DX one's actually the really exciting one for mm -hmm. me because you know you talked about how like 3D movies that were specifically made in mm -hmm. 3D, uh, these 4DX ones are specifically programmed yeah. for that. So you, it's not just the seats go or something at random points or things just spray in your face. No, it's programmed to be and to match and, uh, and to work so it becomes an immersive experience. Have you been told about the process? I actually don't know. I've only seen it when we filmed there the yeah. other week. So I love this. It's great. There are teams whose job it is to watch the movie and program specifically what they think the best sort of movement to the camera is. They're, they're like, they're like, there's a craft to it. They're in Korea. Centrally, they're allowed to sort of like see the movie. There's a little team and they, and they just focus on the movie and they, they, and they like, put everything together almost like composing a score yes. to go along with the with the film that's exactly so that's why Keanu Reeves described it because you see the movie and it is so it, it's all linked it's it's and that's why it's when we do talk about it it's not just a frivolous thing it's kind of a a new way of experiencing the movie and especially with avatar if you have seen avatar a bunch of times and you're hyped about the new one it's a whole new way of seeing it Also out this week is Ticket to Paradise. Indeed. And you had a chance to speak with some very famous people. I did. I spoke to uh, star of the movie, Caitlin Dever, and I spoke to its director, Ol Parker, all about what it was like to shoot this movie in literal paradise. I ran into Ol at a party, our director, and he had told me, I, I, we, I had met him before, and I thought that he was just the greatest person ever and was so sweet and something, someone that I really wanted to work with. And he said, I'm, I'm writing something for you. And I was like, I, I did not believe him. I was like, that's, that's just not. And he's like, yes, I'm writing a, a part that I think you'd be really great for. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he actually did send me this story and um, I fell in love with it immediately and um, it was so exciting and it made me laugh, made me kind of cry and it was great. And I was so kind of, honestly, I was mind blown that all even thought of me for this part. And then he was like, yeah, and George Clooney and Julie Roberts are gonna play your parents. I was like, oh, cool, okay. Not <laughs> not yeah. so I started trying to think about ways to make people laugh when they did eventually, as they hopefully would, go back to cinema. And um, so this, and then I talked to my friend Sarah, who's the producer on the movie, and we came up with this. And with the idea, was I was like, it should be George and Julia. It should feel like the sequel to a movie that was never made, that you never saw, but it should be, you know, it's, that's the way to do an old romantic comedy, is to sort of reference, and you know, a young, a youth that they had, do you know what I mean? And so, um, so it was always them, and that was central to the concept. It came very fast and very easy, I have to say. And then, 
uh, I wrote it with my friend Dan and we sent it to them. And the thing that you never do is send it to two actors at the same time. You just send it to one and try and get one. And if you say in your letter, this is also for the other one, if the other one says no, then you just look like a given. <laughs> but luckily they both said yes at the same time. You told me just then they were very complimentary of your shirts. I walked into the room and they both, they both were like, oh, your shirt's wonderful. I was like, thank you very kindly. Um, and I didn't plan this. I kind of woke up and I was like, I want to look nice for Caitlin Dever, I'll be honest. So um, <laughs> uh, I just picked out a nice shirt and wore it. And then I realized that as I was on my way to the, the hotel to do the junket, um, it was themed with a tiger on there and lovely plants. And uh, it was thrilling. It was thrilling. Such and a stylish man. You know, it worked. You know, and now I'm all she can think about. Also out is See How They Run, Tad, The Lost Explorer, and The Curse of the Mummy. Bodies, 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 bullet train, minions, the rise of Gru, and if you can believe it, Top Gun Maverick, still going. It's the Cliff Richard, the great 80 tour of actual cinema. Tom Cruise, the great 80 tour. Tom <laughs> I would argue Cliff Richard the Great 80 Tour. The Top 80 Tour. The Top 80? Yeah, no, well, because it was the Great 80, but I'm trying to tie it into Top Gun. Oh, I see what you're doing there. It, it wasn't the strongest bit we've done. No. I mean, I, I, in my head, it sounded great. Then I said it out loud. And, and it didn't. It didn't land. But the problem is, is that you can't really go back on it then. And we're pretty deep in it. Well, I've already said it now. Yeah. So it's going to have to end up in the edit. What's your pick of the week? I think my pick of the week this week is going to be Don't Worry Darling. Uh, it was that or Ticket to Paradise, but I think Don't Worry Darling for me is the, is the one where it, I just, I want to talk about the movie when I leave and I want people to go and have, have a little conversation about all the questions. I'm picking Avatar. I'm picking the re release okay. of Avatar. Was going to be Moon Age Daydream, again, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with Avatar yeah. because I think it's, a, it's you know, the new movie's coming out later mm -hmm. on this year. So I think it's a good chance for people if you haven't seen it, i.e. like yourself, or you want to refresh your memory of what the movie was like. I would say go and see that. And we have unlimited screenings of Smile on September 26th and The Lost King on the 27th of September. I keep going up the escalators uh, and this one tube station has a massive poster of Smile. So you're coming up the escalators and this person is evilly smiling at you and I am scared. Do you want to go see it together? Yeah, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> I want to see it, but I don't want to see it on my own. <laughs> Just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Let's have a look. Okay, I need to. I need to go to tomorrow because we're filming it. We're recording this on a Thursday, so the film's not, not out till Friday. It's not out till Friday. Aha! Zoom in on that poster. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's go to another. Let's go to another thing here. I don't believe. Don't you. worry, Doug. Have I? I mean, that's what Google is also saying. Have I Mandela affected this combo? <laughs> let's see. Images. I've searched for the poster now. No, I haven't actually. I've just searched for the film title. I've misspelled poster. There's no comma there, I'm afraid. That's not the poster. All right, well, which is the, the poster? The poster is them lying together. That one. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I feel like it should, like, don't worry. It should, yeah. Comma. Yeah, absolutely. Darling. Yeah. Um, what I'll do is I will call Olivia. Yeah. Because um, she, you know, we're, we're, we're close buds. Good pals. Good pals. Uh, I was going to be in the Harry Styles role. Um, oh, but graciously, graciously you offered it to a lesser known man. I just thought, you know, 
AW, you could do with a break. AEW Dynamite's really good at the moment, and I right. don't want to miss an episode of that and review it. That's fair. Uh, also, I'd have to be away from Dan for a bit, so oh. I'm, I can't take on this role. That's very, that's uh, very nice uh, Miss Wild. So yeah. thanks for the offer, but and with Harry. respect, yeah. can I recommend you this other lad I know called He's Harry. an up-and-comer. <laughs> you might have heard of him. Yeah. He's had a couple of songs or two. He's done all right for himself. Thus far. There's a show here in the UK called The X Factor. He was on that. <laughs> he was on The X Factor. Have you seen his audition for The X Factor? I have not. He holds a microphone really weird. <laughs> and it's really weird. And, he, and he's, such a, he's such a doofus because he's a 16-year-old. And it's so wild to watch him do this audition and think he is Harold Styles, <laughs> who is lighting up the Venice Film Festival and uh, memeing everywhere. <laughs> So uh, when you go to the cineworld.co.uk uh, website, which, which I do, what a website it is! Mm. Um, if you sort of scroll down on the, you know, what's on, yeah, there's a lot of like the upcoming films as well that we don't get to talk about here because they're not in our timeline just yet. Mm. But can I tell you, on October 10th, Bram Stoker's Dracula <gasps> is got a 4K restoration. I watched that on the way back from uh, San Diego. You did. The Lost Boys has got a 4K restoration that will be back on the big screen on October 17th. Yeah, some Harry Potter, no one cares about that. Excuse me. Um, Excuse me, which one? Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Okay, that scares me because of all the spiders. And oh, October 31st on Halloween, mm. The Thing. They're really nailing it with their little October. Oh, album, a big 4K restoration yeah. of The Thing. Yes, please, mate. The classic, the original, the best. Oh, well, it's a remake. Is it? Yeah. Oh. The Thing from Outer Space. It was an old oh. movie that was remade. Because there's there, a remake of that remake. There was a sequel to oh. this. So in 2011, they did a... a thing on my just, face. And it was just called The Thing. But right. yeah, it was... It was a, it's actually more of a... It's a prequel okay. to uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. And that's the one that's getting us looking for, okay? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see that. What an October Dream. Oh, what an October Dream. Got Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is bonkers. Oh, Bonkers, bonkers. And The Lost Brilliant. Boys. A great movie. Lovely young Kiefer Sutherland in there mm. as a vampire. And and Corey Feldman. So who can who can hate a movie that's got Corey Feldman in it? There you go. And then The Thing. What a month that Cineworld's got coming up in October. They really know that. We'll talk about that in October. I bet that we will as well. Oh, mate, when The Thing comes up, you won't be able to stop me. No, I, I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to restrain you. Yeah. It's John Carpenter. It's Kurt Russell. It's Beards. It's the best movie ever made. It's time to face the music. <laughs> It's time! I can't really do it at the moment because my, no. my voice is gone. No. Uh, so anyway, I think we should probably draw this to a close then. Yeah, but I think it's important that we do. <laughs> do you want to do it better then? No. Because I, I can't. So I'm just going to sit here and let the moment sort of simmer. And then when you're ready, draw the episode to a close. So we've got time for on this edition of the show. Uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to check out any of the memes we discussed, there are links for them in the podcast description. We're back in seven days' time. I've been Lee Cohen. I've been done later, actually. And that's what's on! Oh, wow. 